Welcome to the Virtual CISO Chronicles, a podcast about cybersecurity, entrepreneurship, and business. Each week, I interview an expert working in the field of security. I'm your host, Caroline McCaffrey, one of the co-founders of ClearOps, a security program management platform for virtual CISOs and security experts. For years, as the general counsel for various startups, I suffered one of what I call the security questionnaire problem. So one day I figured that if no one else was solving it, I would. I started this podcast because I went running one day and I tried to find podcasts on virtual CISOs and I only found two. So just like how I started ClearOps, I thought I'll start my own podcast. Our guest today is Allie Johnston. Allie, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the podcast. Caroline, thanks so much for having me. Um, love your love your little uh, intro there, especially the fact that, you know, we do that the questionnaire is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. But this is about you, not me. Otherwise, okay. I will monopolize the entire conversation talking about that. So okay. to get us going, please tell our audience about your background and maybe where your passion for cybersecurity came from. Sure. So I spent the last two decades uh, in the corporate world, IT, managing IT departments, uh, very, uh, you know, wonderful career, real valuable. I learned a lot. Um, Back in 2020, yeah, during the pandemic, 2021, I decided, you know what, I'm going to go out and do this on my own. And I did. Um, I haven't looked back. I think that the reason I started is there's a real need in the SMB space for someone that's, um, let's say, number one, honest. Uh, I see a lot of people out there, a lot of SMBs, they don't understand technology. A lot of people don't understand technology. It's complicated. And, you know, you get an IT person in there and they come in and they say, oh, you need uh, this rack. It costs $2,500. And they're a two-person office. And things like that they they i think that a lot of companies try to oversell uh our smaller businesses and so i felt a real need for someone to come in there that was honest uh integrity and was able to get the problem solved whatever that problem is and i think you know also one of my favorite things is i i love solving I love solving problems through technology and improving processes through technology, which I think is so important. And a lot of times I'll um, suggest something to a client and they look at me and they say, oh my gosh, I never thought of that. I didn't know we could even do that. And my answer usually is, look, uh, I'm probably never going to say no because everything is possible with technology. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Um, I have a few questions for you, and this a little bit is based on your LinkedIn profile, but you spent, you said you started your career in IT. Um, you spent all of your career at one company? Is that correct? I did. Yes. Yeah. That's, that is unusual these days. Yeah. And it and is. then, but then to say, okay, I've done this now. I've been in-house. I've been, you know, corporate. I'm going to go out on my own. What? What inspired that decision? I mean, I know you just talked about how you saw a problem and you wanted to be the one who fixed it, but more, I'm trying to get more at the, I'm going to fix it and I'm going to start my own business to fix it, you know, versus like working with somebody else. Gotcha. Um, Work-life balance, corporate can be draining. It really can. Um, Even if you, even if you do have 
a decent work-life balance, there was still that knot in my stomach when I had to leave to go pick my daughter up because she was sick or I had to stay home because she, whatever it was, there was no, there was no balance. Um, it was very stressful to, to do anything outside of the job. I always felt guilty and okay, you can call that, you know, something that was on me because that was all mostly internalized and in my own head, but it is what it is. And, and it was, and now that I'm making my own schedule, um, you know, really working with the customers that I want to work with it. It's just a, it's a, it's a better life all over, like all together. So many questions. Um, now that you're working for yourself, do you find that there are any other, do you, do you have challenges to your bandwidth? Yeah. So of course, you know, everybody thinks they're going to, you know, make their own schedule and it's going to be better. Grass is greener on the other side. For me, it actually is. In the IT world, a lot of stuff has to get done after hours anyway. So, you know, if I have to leave during the day at three o'clock to go do some, an errand, that's fine. I know I'm going to stay on, you know, between six and seven and get whatever it is, get it done. So I really love that, the flexibility of the schedule. Hmm. So for me, it's absolutely working. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I wear a lot of hats in my business. So of course I'm very busy bandwidth is, is low, but I get, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm cooking dinner again. (laughs) I, 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 (laughs) It, they're just like all these different things that I'm doing that I couldn't do before because I wasn't home till six, seven o'clock at night, you know? And now I say, okay, four o'clock, I'm going to go cook dinner and make sure everybody's fed. <laughs> yeah. So. No, I, I love that you're bringing this up because it's not something that a lot of my guests have talked about in terms of the, the, the freedoms that yeah. come from owning your own business. Um, and it does lead me to one of my favorite questions, which is usually a little bit early in the show than I, I normally ask it, but What's been, that sounds like the best part about running your business. Maybe not, maybe there's something else, but what's the hardest part? Getting new customers. Honestly, (laughs) I had no idea how hard that was going to be. I knew it was going to be hard, but I didn't know how hard, really hard it was going to be. And um, I was just thinking about this on, on a, on a drive today. And I said, you really, you really need to follow that, that marketing plan and get things set up. And I feel like in the beginning, you know, I think every entrepreneur makes some mistakes and I did. And when it came to that marketing, I was like, okay, this sounds good. Let's go get this. Let's go get, let's do this. Let's, you know, let's buy this program and and buy this list. And it, I was kind of just like a mishmash of different apps. I was, you know, SaaS applications I was using. And so once I streamlined that and figured out, okay, this is what you need to do and go down this path, this straight path, get the marketing plan, get the funnel, get the dripping email campaigns, all of that going. Now things are a little bit more uh, reasonable. <laughs> yeah. Um, not very much. I, I've empathized with that a lot because it's definitely been something that is a, a steep learning curve um, when it comes to my own running of a business. Uh, well, actually, let me back up a second. What's the name of your company? I don't know if we said that yet. Sorry, Belltech Services. <laughs> and how big are you? How many employees do you have? We have three employees at this point. And then I I contract out, but full-time employees is three. Okay. And then I know you did in the intro video, but what is your 
what do you do for companies? What customers do you look for and what do you do for them? Sure. So um, I'm, I started really out as an IT consultant, but, you know, kind of morphed into a managed service provider. So we're providing IT services, whatever those serve, whatever the, the customer actually needs to small and medium businesses. And when I say small and medium, I'm really, uh, my sweet spot is at the 500 employee level and lower. Yeah. So that's where we're sticking to. Um, I've been mostly I'm I'm pretty new. The business is about two years old, and I've really been sticking to Florida because that's where I'm from. That's where my network is. I'm 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 slowly branching out, but in a nutshell, we provide IT services on a you know monthly basis for small SMB. And then you just talked about it, but your ideal customer under 500 people. Yeah. You're locating. You're narrowing your 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 geography to Florida and you know you're starting to expand a little bit but narrowing it and has that led to a successful or at least a um manageable marketing outreach in terms of the content and and the structure and the process yes absolutely i getting that marketing process down though that was it was tough <laughs> Uh, for any aspiring entrepreneurs, I would say if you're if you don't have that marketing background, that's uh, get that straight before you really start digging in because yeah. it's 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 more like you said, there's a learning curve. Yeah, and I'm very, I'm very I'm super technical. Yeah. Right. Yep. I feel like I could figure anything out. I'm like I'm gonna figure this marketing stuff out. Well, it took a long time to figure it out. <laughs> Um, well, actually, I, I want to dive into a little bit of the technical um, that you just talked about. I was going to ask another question, but I'm going to forget that for now. Um, talk about what you um, what you specifically do for your clients. What technology you put in place? What security you you um, sort of you structure for them? The programs you you build. Sure. So I consider I have a package that I you know I, I have everything curated and put together. But the things that I'm going to stress and are not really non-negotiables for me is, uh, number one, email security. You have to have a second uh, vendor in there filtering your email because it is still decades later. It is the uh, it, it is the way that the bad actors are getting in is through email and they're getting craftier and craftier. And you need a second, you need a, a filtering system. So that's a non-negotiable when it comes to me and uh, a security setup. The second thing is user training, uh, security awareness training. I know this sounds a little harsh, but the employee, the human is the weakest link in this whole chain. And um, we've seen it all, we've seen it all over the place. It just happened at MGM. Phone call. That was a 10 minute phone call to an IT tech employee from a bad actor and they got in. Um, aware Security awareness training is hugely important. Beyond that, of course, I'm doing the normal stuff. Do we have a firewall? Do we have a VPN? Do we have, uh, you know, some sort of virus protection on the actual device? Yes. And now um, with the advent of, you know, SaaS uh, software as a service applications, we also need to protect that space too. Now, while I don't need to protect their environment and their servers, but I need to protect the person who's logging in 
So with Microsoft Office being the most widely, um, you know, they, they're always trying to get into Microsoft Office and you need some eyes on that. And the, the standard tools that Microsoft offers is just, it's not enough. So you need a second set of eyes on that, watching your, your, your software environment. Okay. Yeah. Um, how many, or you don't have to say it if you don't want to, but how many, uh, roughly how many clients do you have? Um, I know I'm going to say we have 300, about 300 endpoints. So that's okay. really more how I, yeah. So we look at the list and we say, okay, I've got 300 computers here. Okay. So how are you balancing the work with the marketing and sales and all the other hats you wear? Like, you know, would you break up your week sort of in a, okay, this day is going to be just reserved for marketing and sales or how do you do it? I do it more on a on a daily basis. So a certain time is set aside for going on LinkedIn and you know keeping that up. I'm I like to keep my LinkedIn profile kind of fresh and new. And okay. so I'll be posting and commenting and things like that. And then it can move on to um, you know, getting through the emails. But yes, the, there has to be a portion of the day, and I'm gonna say it's at least two hours where I have to say, okay, I'm gonna focus on this marketing. What's what's going on the website? How can we how can we improve this? So yeah, I, I separate it with hours in the day. Yeah. So your your background and your experience, I, it sounds to me made it kind of easy to, I wouldn't say easy, it's probably oversimplifying mm -hmm. it, but it definitely made the transition into owning your own business. It, it looks like it, it made it natural. What would you, what kind of advice would you give to someone who's thinking about starting their own firm or consulting business in cybersecurity? I'm going to go back to the, to the marketing and getting the customers, because if you're a technical person turn, you know, a technician turned entrepreneur, you know, you've got the, the text, the tech stuff is, it's simple, Simon, easy peasy. Make sure you're, you've got that marketing plan down pat because you cannot, I cannot say enough how hard it is to actually get something in place that works. That's reasonable because you could go out to these marketing companies and find that they're charging three to $5,000 a month. Now, if you're a new business and you don't have that kind of capital, you know, to do that, it's, you've got to do it yourself. So really put some research into what it takes to get that wet, you know, a website that's grabbing leads, um, an email campaign, a CRM. So, and you don't have to spend $3,000 a month to get that done. Uh, but uh, sure, it would be nice if we got the money, go, go ahead, hire someone to do it. But if you're, if you're going to try to do this on your own, please. <laughs> Put some, put some put some research into it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I'm switching gears a little bit now to when when we started, you called yourself an MSP, and of course, there's terms out there like virtual CISO or fractional CISO. Um, I think you even mentioned, yeah, maybe I'm wrong, but I think you called yourself an IT consultant. Um, and and so curious as to how you define all those various roles. Sure. So managed service provider is going to be on the side of the house where we're we're taking over we're we're taking over your IT. We're going to install our tech stack on there. We're going to monitor your computers and all that good stuff. Look, Caroline, there's some businesses that just don't need that model or want that model, and that's fine. I might have to come in and just do some consulting. Uh, for example, today I had a customer call me. Um, they need some help with their HubSpot marketing. 
okay. So I went up, you know, local, local customer, went up there, spent a couple hours with them, showed them what they needed to do. And that was it. So from that standpoint, it was more of like a training consulting, but they mm-hmm. don't need the, uh, the full-time help every month. And that's fine. So that's a different kind of customer. You know, I, I have another customer who's a, a, a one man show and um, that's mostly consulting too. So I think that the managed service provider is really at that, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 and above because mm-hmm. the small business really, I, I six, seven, eight employees, you can still manage it but it really becomes at that point, you're, you know, the company's growing. You really need someone to come in and give you some good technology advice and planning. And so that's where that these uh, virtual CISO comes in because they don't know what to do and they need to hand it over and they don't have the, they don't have the funds for a full-time employee, you know, an IT manager or director Mm -hmm. or something like that. So I can come in and on a, you know, fractional part-time basis, let's say, get the job done what they need. And they, they pay, they pay as they go basically is how it works. Whereas the other customers, they just play, pay that flat fee for all their computers and everything is pretty much included. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds to me like you are both, you're kind of on um, the recommendation of the strategy, building and rec- recommending a strategy as well as on the implementing and, and even remediation side of of the, so you're, you're, you're a full service um, firm. Do you yes. have plans to grow your firm? Like what are your future thoughts for it? Yeah, so now that I'm at this phase, I, I keep telling uh, the vendors that are calling me, I'm like, look, I'm in growth phase. We're not doing any more with our stack. Let's just, you know, take me off your list. Um, but yeah, right now it's uh, it's growth phase. You know, I've got the market, you know, the, 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 the behind the scenes stuff is set up mm-hmm. and that's great. So now it's, you know, hyper growth. Let's get the salesperson out there. Let's, um, you know, get, get in front of more people is basically, you know, where I'm at right now. And, being in Florida, um, I come from the marine industry, so kind of leaning to to stick in that industry, marinas, uh, yachting down in South Florida, um, the ports, you know, there's there's a lot of opportunity there. Actually, that's a really good point. What what type of what are the top cybersecurity issues for those types of businesses? So the marine industry is actually very interesting. Um it was and they, they've grown up a lot and they realize that they are targets. Uh, let's go back 10 years. Oh, I'm a small business. I don't need all this cybersecurity stuff. Who's coming after my stuff? Well, guess what? They are. And so where it would start is with typically the, the captain of the yacht. Usually working with a Gmail or a Yahoo address, even AOL, some of them. And they don't have that technical acumen. They, you know, are just going back and forth and they're not going to, and they would not notice if someone came into the, to the email in the middle of the conversation, like one of those man in the middle kind of things, Mm -hmm. they, they wouldn't recognize that. And then once the captain got breached, it just trickled down. Okay. So the captain's talking to a person who's fixing his yacht 
you know, we're talking big money here. This is not, this isn't, these aren't, you know, small invoices. And next thing you know, the bad actor pops in with the, with fake wire details. Hmm. And yeah, so the money goes to the wrong person. So it really, it was really this big circle. And I called it literally like a virus. They all got it. It started with one person. And then it just trickled down to all the vendors. There's a lot of vendors when it comes to, you know, yachts and the marine industry. So hmm. they would all get hit. So wow. that's, yeah, it was, it was, it's very interesting. So they're all realizing that, hey, we need, we need to beef up our security. And so I'm finding a lot of success in that, in that industry. That's pretty cool. I, I have not really given it as much much of a deep thought. Um, could definitely <laughs> talk to you more about that, but unfortunately we are starting to run out of time. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a couple of quick fire questions. What is your number one security tip that you tell people or friends at social events? Implement multi-factor authentication. If you don't have multi-factor authentication set up on every single application that you log into, go, go, go right now and do it. You don't need a technical person. You don't need, that doesn't cost anything. Just go do it now. Yeah. Um, I've had a friend, uh, Instagram accounts hacked and I'm like, did you have two factor on there? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's good. Good advice. Um, any favorite cybersecurity or business book or podcast or website or anything that you would refer people to? Well, I think in my line with the technology, I think that when I first started the business, my, the book that really got me going was, um, the E-Myth. E dash M Y T H. Okay. And sorry, I don't know the author off the top of my head, but it's called the E-Myth and really talks about, you know, getting started in business and the stuff that can go wrong. Yeah. I should have read it a couple more times, maybe with my marketing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I've had, I've read a bunch of business books too. And sometimes I'm like, wait, which one was that? In? Um, yeah. <laughs> should I go back and see that? Well, Allie, thank you so much for your time. Um, can you please tell our listeners where they can find you, how they can reach out to you and contact you? Sure. The best place to find me really is on LinkedIn, uh, Allie Johnston, Bell Tech Services. And then, of course, the website is belltechservices.com. And that's B-E-L with one L. The bell comes from not ringing the bell or AT&T bell. It comes from, it's my middle name is Bell. My grandmother's oh. name was Isabel. And so I said, you know what, let's just, let's just go, uh, go with it. Bell Tech Services. I love that. Um, that's a great. Thank you so much. And if for you, the listener of this podcast, you can find this recording on Substack at, at our Security Expert Marketplace and then also on Apple Podcasts. So, Allie, thanks again so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure talking to you and uh, we'll see you next time. Awesome. Thanks.